I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wrestle me, Markins. Hey, wrestle me, Peter Donaldson. Yes, we're back for part two of WrestleMania 9. WrestleMania 1X. 1X. For the Roman theme. They've oh, got... that's why they did the... Oh, no, they were no, also at Caesar's Palace. They did. They, did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, had, uh, they had a big screen in this one, I noticed. Like a did big they? screen. So they could have played little VTs and stuff, I reckon. That's they true, yeah. yes. They, 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 they could have introduced... Um, uh, what's her name? Luna, Luna Vachon. Luna Vachon, but they Luna decided Vachon. not to. Luna Vachon. Luna Vachon. Did oh. you like Luna Vachon? Did she um, make an impact on you? Not particularly. I quite liked uh, shouting. <laughs> like, going, ah! Oh, I'm better than Luna Vachon. <laughs> I'm better than thrice married Luna Vachon. Thrice married? Mm, Hello. Yes. She she actually once, she was married to both members of the same tag team. Oh, that's messy, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit yeah. messy. She's got a type. <laughs> yeah. Well, her type as well, uh, her f- final husband, was um, Gangrel, who we see in the Attitude Era, who was a, a vampire um, called mm. Dave Heath. Oh, nice. Yeah, we'll be meeting him, I think, uh, ooh, probably around 15, maybe? <laughs> WrestleMania 15? Lovely old job. He's lovely. Oh, lovely or ju- uh, problematic? Just uh, lovely? No, no, no I think right. he is just lovely. Oh, yeah, except he's good. a vampire. I think he's got genuinely lovely filed vampire. vampire teeth. I'll check you that. Sometimes, um, uh, I knew a lad from, uh, used to go to my rock club, uh, who used to have um, fake keys put in. Uh-huh. He had them like installed permanently. Those little stupid vampires. You must teeth. just. I mean, I, I haven't got vampire teeth, but the number of times I bite my own tongue. <laughs> Imagine having like needles in your mouth. Oh, it's you're so st- silly. Stupid idiot. Silly Billy. That's why vampires died out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've uh, reached match three. Uh, match three. Yes, we have match two. You're quite yeah, right. Well, match two, but the, I've written them with the dark matches. You included. include the dark matches. So, well, I, Jeez, you know, this it guy. should still be canon. Li- li- I mean, you know, six months ago, yeah, you I you you, 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 you can pronounce the word wrestling. You used to call it resbring. <laughs> resbros. <laughs> now listen to you. Talk about the resbros. I, uh, I was include the dark matches actually. You know, if this I had is... a dollar <laughs> for all the pisses I've been <laughs> in the wrestler. Oh, if you if you missed last. Uh, week's episode uh, the, the, at the end we do get to hear Kamala who yep. was silent for 20 years we get to hear some of his uh, voluminous yeah. output of um, self-penned songs which are actually all joking aside 
I'd say no, not unlistenable. I've heard a few of them now, and I'd say he's probably my second or third favourite artist of all time. <laughs> I really mean that. I think uh, you know he's better than like Eric Clapton, isn't he? Yeah, miles better, less racist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Tito Santana did defeat Papa Shango in a singles match, eight minutes long, apparently. Oh, lordy, that's ooh, a long. Oh, lordy, that's a long Papa Shango stretch in it, <laughs> eh? Oh man, well, oh, the first man. two minutes was him turning up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, match. Three, the Steiner brothers and the head shrinkers. Yes, Fatu, who later became Rikishi, and ah, Samu, um, yes. all part of the the huge Samoan wrestling dynasty. Their family is massive. The Anoyes, huge, absolutely huge, absolutely, including like the Rock's da- granddad and dad and the Rock. Yep, the, the Mayavias, Yes, incredible. The, uh, his, um, his his Rock's grandma he married into it. Yeah, yeah. Rock, was... Rock's grandma was a promoter for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, uh, his 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 grandfather was Peter Mayavia big uh, wrestler in Britain originally mm. who then um, did cr- incredibly well over there uh, his father Rocky Johnson married into the Samoan family but the Samoans also include I mean I mean, they branch off in a million different ways yep. Jimmy Snooker um, I, oh. I, I think Haku is is a member of that family I mean they are the, the, you know and nowadays the Usos the tag team and Roman Reigns yep. they're all part of that, that oh. huge family It's um, and Tamina Snooker who is uh, Jimmy Snooker's daughter um, one of the few women in his life who he didn't murder um, so <laughs> he's dead He's dead, the damage is done. Let the man, let the man, man let the man stay in hell. Let the man rest. It's it's a great match, this, actually. I really enjoy it because it's, they are, they are, the Samoans are notorious for being strong and, and they like a fight. Um, yeah, and, they, and that's why uh, the uh, the US do not give them um, citizenship, <laughs> citizenship at birth. Do they Ameri- not have- American Samoans? They don't have um, they don't have citizenship from birth. One of the rare, like big time um, US um, territories that don't get citizenship. Really? Oh, it's, it's worth saying it's actually because, rich. because people will be shouting at this podcast. Another member, of course, of that Samoan family is Yokozuna, right. who is in the main event of this WrestleMania as okay, well. Okay, right. But okay. he's portrayed as being Japanese. Um, but yes, For very important. Don't we don't want anyone shouting at the podcast um yeah uh, the steiner brothers also really well known for being tough and yep. raw boned and uh in the case of scott steiner uh slightly uncontrollable and <laughs> uh, often getting into altercations with people backstage or yes. at airports yeah uh, he is he is uh, uh becoming a problem at this stage i suppose ramping it up nothing like he would become um <laughs> in this but at this point the steiners are the the best tag team in the world yes. they are they are doing Tremendous! They've they've jumped over from WCW. Their WWE stint doesn't last very long, about a year, and it's really disappointing. They they win the belts a couple of times, but they just never quite click. Mm. And in the end, when they leave, they leave because Rick Steiner, the older brother, they are genuine brothers. Rick Steiner says he he felt that there were promises made to them by Vince McMahon that weren't kept. Yeah, and that seems to be about making them you know a huge tag team who didn't lose the belts and win them back. And you know they they I think they felt they they looked a bit um a bit weak. Um, they, they they promote them in this as being from the University of Michigan they really push that they that's come out right, in varsity yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, jackets yeah, yeah, yeah. and again like the toga theme that we don't have over here that thing about being an adult and being really excited about the university you went to <laughs> I was thinking about like <laughs> If they'd gone to Camberwell School of Art, <laughs> coming out in their Camberwell School of Art smocks, you know, it's a yeah, really weird right. thing. They they love that in America. If you've been to university, they get really <laughs> excited. And you're supposed to really be that until you die. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like sports teams, isn't it? And, and uh, yeah, I mean, to a lot, to to a small extent, probably politics as well. It's just, it's kind of everything's a sports club. Everything's like a yeah, go. You also see in this sharks. one something that became a, a bit of a running joke with with Jim Ross is right. he 
never ever shuts up about Oklahoma. Mm. He's always going on about it. And in this WrestleMania, when he first appears, he goes something along the lines of, you know, um, I'm just an Oklahoma boy and here I am at WrestleMania. And I thought, shit, there is the first mention of about 30,000 mm. uh, of, of WrestleMania. Right. It turns out he does it 40 times within this WrestleMania. <laughs> always going on about, you know, Luna Vachon, they go, we don't get girls like that in, in Oklahoma. Uh, and Bobby Heenan goes, you know, along the lines of going, yeah, they're really ugly in Oklahoma. <laughs> and it's just that weird thing where, uh, again, being really keen on going on about your home state. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be like me just going all the time, constantly dropping into the thing, going, yeah, well, it's not like that in Middlesex. <laughs> it's you not know. like that in Hatch End. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you Hatch End girls. Hatch let end. me tell you, Hatch End girls are the most beautiful girls in the world. Hatch End girls. Hatch End is quite small, and I, I think over the years, there's probably been about five girls in Hatch End. <laughs> and of those five girls, I'd say two are adequate. <laughs> well, speaking, speaking <laughs> of the girls, um, this is the bit where they start bringing this sort of the backstage um, stories like um, mm. they talk about Sherry and Luna having the aforementioned scrap at the first aid station yeah. and Bobby Heenan says like I wouldn't be surprised if Luna didn't beat the camel up too <laughs> and like, I would have liked to have seen that oh, that would be great just Luna trying to pull off the oh, head of a camel there's a funny line just you saying that that Randy Savage says as well which <laughs> I had to rewind it's just it's... noise though isn't it no, those three going on no uh, he gets away with stuff because he sounds like you, you tune out <laughs> You just go, well, this is garbage. At one point, when Luna comes in, God, what is it? Let me have a look. She comes in. It's so offensive. It was like, you fucking asshole. Um, he says along the lines of, uh, oh, here we are. So Luna comes in, and Macho Man, out of nowhere, they're going, who is this woman? It's Luna Vashan. What's she like? And Randy Savage just goes, this is a whore instead of a what? Uh, who instead of a what? A whore. Instead of it's a not like, who. It's, not even, it's a, not who. He's he just... not even tried to sort of... No. There's another reference a bit later where he sort of goes along the line of... Uh, Sorry about what I said earlier. She's, she's like a Vestal Virgin. He goes, not by choice! So make your fucking mind up, Randy. She's she either a slot or a virgin. Yeah. Oh, in, in Randy's world, that's exactly how it breaks down, isn't it? And what do you do with virgins? You lock them in dressing rooms you give or them you an, put them under house arrest. You give them a noggin knocker. <laughs> them a... Um, he, um, oh, yes, we're going to see a little bit more about uh, Randy Savage's commentary later about whether or not he's saying his own agenda okay. while it goes on. Oh, I see. Right, yeah, I you can like this. Only, only a couple of matches. Okay. Yeah, I oh, think we'll I get see. to it this episode, don't you worry. Um, but the, the big thing with Simone wrestling, or Simone wrestlers and certainly this family, they uh, make a big point about how they, they all have indestructible heads. Yeah. And so they do a lot of head bashing and stuff. And so, all that, it's all that a, stuff. a bit of a racist overhang. All Ooh, of yeah. the black Ooh, yeah. wrestlers used to sort of use the head butt as okay, their... Okay, right. Or, or they'd get hit in the head and they'd just turn around and go, hmm. Because they can't be hurt. They can't be hurt because their head's so hard. Because, you know, got thicker skull. Right. Because, because who's booking this? Albert fucking Hitler. <laughs> Albert Hitler. Albert Hitler. Old Albert Hitler. Yeah, I was going to go for an Eichmann there, and I thought, no, he, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't involved in eugenics. I mean, this is, I'm overthinking it. What, what I should have said is, some big Nazi. <laughs> some big shit. We should actually put that in the tag, because that might help the numbers. Well, 2018 is <laughs> a strange place. Uh, I like the Frankensteiner at the end. I like that yeah. move. I like that move. Again, that Incredible. was the greatest move of 
you know, th- th- this era. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was uh, Scott Steiner and the Frankenstein. He was a big man, mm. and he does it every time. Samu takes the, the Frankensteiner here, and Samu is also a big man. Yeah. And so rather than just sort of roll through safely, he just lands on his head like a tent peg being smashed <laughs> in. There, there is a bit in this match where I get the feeling that they've started off and they're doing it, and the crowd... I mean, they've already just seen two matches. You know, third match, they're a bit sort of, you know, mm. uh, whatever. And there's a bit where they... It's almost like a switch goes. And I don't know whether it's that someone hits someone else too hard, mm. but there's suddenly a bit Gets where a you bit just spicy. go... These two are just like they're like it's a car crash and they are just slamming into each other. There's a, a, a short section where uh, Rick uh, Steiner throws Samu into the post and it mm. goes clang and then thirteen seconds later Samu is just throwing Scott Steiner up into the air and over the ropes and he just lands. I mean it's it would be like falling out of a second story window and it's just there's a bit there where you just go. This is thrilling. And actually, <laughs> if there was any match where you just went, do you know what, guys? We're not going to play wrestle anymore. We're just going to fight and see who wins. That is the match I would watch. Yeah. It's, it would be <laughs> thrilling. Uh, Rick Steiner is now in real estate, you'll be pleased to hear. Oh, good. I had a look at a lot of the properties that he was selling uh, in Atlanta. Okay. Um, big properties. $8 million properties. Atlanta is a big place, to be fair. Yeah. I, mean, it's a, it's a, I, I love Atlanta. One of my favourite cities. Really? Yeah, it's, hey. it's, weird. it's, it's, weird. it's one of those hub cities where you can sort of get to everywhere from uh-huh. there. But yeah, R- Rick Steiner is selling a lot of uh, p- prime land for development oh, right. along different freeways. <laughs> um, but I did also do that thing, which is impossible not to do, which is we live in London, which is a uniquely stupid place yeah. to have the aspiration of living in anything <laughs> bigger than, you know, y- your own head. <laughs> and uh, I was looking at these and it's impossible not to, A, look at it and go, I would love to live in that huge mansion for almost no money and B I'd like to meet Rick Steiner and I'd like him to sell me a house I've, oh god what, look has is, is your good lady wife been discussing this with you because I need to step in right now she, she needs, I know you'll have sent an email she doesn't need saying. to hear things until they've definitely gone through and when, when Rick Steiner and I have finally signed this off at that point she will be told and then I will have to ring Rick and explain to him why I can no longer proceed with the agreed development land along oh, Highway 52 lovely uh, Scott Steiner also this is this is incredibly even though he, he has a long long career uh, this is his only Wrestlemania right. so he was re-signed with the WWE after WCW where he was a bigger star collapsed and he was around in 2002 and 2003 mm. but I don't think he made those Wrestlemanias because he was injured ah. so just a, a weird quirk that he's only in one wrestlemania you'd think he was in loads mm. um he develops over the years so in this one he's very much the collegiate star and people really had him pegged as being a a, a future huge star yeah uh, and it never quite happened but he had this bizarre development in the late 90s where he just gets bigger and bigger and bigger he becomes this incredibly chiselled um, ah, one would I, I'd use the word steroid freak but without saying he's a steroid freak <laughs> and he just becomes huge and mm. he then develops into the big bad booty daddy big he's bad this, booty daddy he's this furious furious madman with looking a bit like Hulk Hogan and superstar Billy Graham where he's constantly talking about sex um, he also calls himself freakzilla and it's <laughs> both really disgusting and really great yeah, um, okay. he has a really bad WWE run uh, point where he's slightly broken down against Triple H where nobody wants to see it and he gets booed out of the arenas all the time and oh. then he carries on in TNA so he's still sort of slightly going at the minute mm. um, he, uh, he, he, we were talking about it earlier in the pub but he has a really great 
promo that he does, uh, which is about the odds someone has of beating him. I So someone sent this in um, uh, a few weeks ago now, actually, and I was watching... <laughs> It and it's something else. It is like he got. So I mean, it, it, what what year is this? Is this like a? Look, I can't remember. What, I think this is so in what TNA. I, what am I typing, so, it, what so am I typing in I here? If you type in Scott Steiner, Scott maths Steiner promo. maths. Yeah, it's something else. I was I watched it a few times to be honest because it goes on <laughs> such a long time. Because like, he's in a he's in pretty good nick. He's a big guy at this point. Sacrifice between you, Kurt Angle, and Samoa Joe. Now, before you get there, you have an important step tonight as you and X Division champion P.D. Williams take on the unlikely duo of Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe. You know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at Small Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one -on -one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So, small Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance, minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. <laughs> eight and a third. And There's a woman at the back, I think she's like a valet or another wrestler or something, and she's just looking around going, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Two-thirds I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. Is he wearing, like, noodles on his head? Like no, he's got a chainmail. Oh, a chainmail chain thing. It's like ramen. It's, I think it's... It, he gets a bad rap because he's horrible and he's <laughs> mean and he's not very good in the ring. But he was great. But he's also... I actually... I think his, his look is fucking great. And when I hear stuff like that, I go, actually... I mean, he knows what he's doing. He doesn't He doesn't genuinely think this is, this is working out. I think it's brilliant because it starts off convincingly and then it goes off the rails. Uh, I, 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 I like him. He's, there's something about him that... That is really watchable in a way that great wrestling is until he gets in the ring at which point it all breaks down a bit yeah. but when he was younger and when he's here I mean he's just he is unlimited potential mm. and like a lot of people with unlimited potential it quickly becomes limited potential <laughs> as he gets a bit older um, they, they left in, in 1994 but again you know disappointing run mm. but um, they were at that, at that time and never really quite repeated it they were at that time the best tag team in the world Right, okay. really really thrilling thrilling pair I mean, I, I like that, like, this, like when you start saying 94, you sort of go, God, yeah, was like, you know, Kurt Cobain and all that. You sort of think that the things that were happening at that time, yeah. like, in my life when I wasn't, you know, obviously when I wasn't watching that much wrestling. But, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I mean this, this for me is the period where I begin to drift out. And I drift out because I don't like the way the, you know, it's no longer, it's no longer athletic and fun. It's getting silly. Yeah. And the, the, this, the Shawn Michaels match, because it's good, and the Steiners match are almost like the two matches in this WrestleMania where I go, oh, I like, I like wrestling. Yeah. And then, Weirdly, you see the next bit, the schism, is where it's going towards. Mm. And w by the time you get to the end, I've basically stopped becoming a wrestling fan. Right, okay. I'm like, oh, do you know what? This isn't for me. Right. Uh, in one WrestleMania. <laughs> well done. Um, well, speaking of being silly and that... <laughs> oh, here we go. Doink the Clown and Crush 
in a match. Yeah. Eight minutes long. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, though, watching this, I mean, Dwight the Clown, he was very much, a lot of people said, you know, this is, this is exactly the sort of thing that Vince McMahon, we've always said, you know, his wrestlers are clowns, and look, he's put a real clown there. And they were... He's, he, he wasn't the worst, uh, I, I don't think he was the worst character he's, I've ever seen. I quite enjoyed him in good this. in the ring. <laughs> I mean, he, he's played by a guy called Matt Bourne, who, right. who uh, is on the very, very first WrestleMania mm. in a totally forgettable match against Ricky Steamboat. Right. Um, and they brought him back. He doesn't last long, so he he plays this evil clown, which he doesn't really want to do. A lot of people refuse to work with him. There was, there was rumours that Hulk Hogan was going to be working with him at this WrestleMania. Right. Hulk Hogan didn't want anything to do with it. Mm. And he is, he is so good. They give him this evil clown gimmick, and he gets it over. Yeah. And he does it really well. Yeah. And loads more people go on to play the clown, mm. because... Uh, within six months, I think Matt Osborne is um, Matt Bourne is out because he's having drug problems. Mm. So uh, he'd been working with Bam Bam Bigelow uh, after this WrestleMania, and he got the feeling that Bam Bam Bigelow didn't like having to wrestle him because he was a clown. Mm. So he thought that Bam Bam Bigelow had dobbed him in, and he said he basically, you know, he ratted on me because uh, he caught me sw- smoking weed in a hotel lo- um, corridor, and then he told everyone, and I got fired. I was a bit like, mate, if you're smoking weed in a hotel corridor, <laughs> this isn't like a, this isn't like a thing about I was at a party and I smoked, you know, there's a reefer going around. <laughs> smoking in a hotel corridor, weed, things have gone wrong already. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, weirdly, he's not the worst thing in this match. No. Crush is terrible. The, um, the, the VT that they showed before of Dwight the Clown taking his own arm off because he got a fake arm, hasn't yeah. he? Um, the kid, there's a, <laughs> there's a shot of the kid watching who can't believe what she's seeing. No. She's like, the fuck? This is the fuck? a horrifying happened? attack. His arm by just came a cowardly. Off. I mean, imagine how she reacted to September the 11th <laughs> out of nowhere because that clown taking his arm off, she is like, this is the worst thing that has ever, ever happened. happened. This is, this, this it is a surpri- cowardly attack that will never be surpassed. <laughs> it was surprising and it was horrible. Oh. Um, is Dwight the Clown his face paint in the Clown Register? Because you know how clowns have to yeah. paint their faces on the... Uh, on an egg. On an egg yeah. to operate as and a then, clown. And then stick it in a church in Bethnal Green. Yeah. The International Clown Register. No. 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 <laughs> uh, it isn't because uh, the other thing is loads of other people nicked it. He, when he was a big star, lots of the independent scene, mm. so these small shows, yeah. they would advertise Doink the Clown is coming because you just had to get some bloke just, and stick in makeup clown, on him. <laughs> so they, you know, it made huge amounts of money for right. a lot of unscrupulous people. Ah. The British promoters all used to have, you know, don't the clown. here comes Dint don't. the Clown and, and you know, fresh from America. Um, and it was all, all a bit... Where like, he's when, when he went to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, Dint. Yes. Steve where, Dint. Where he was answering a, uh, a product, uh, <laughs> a, a, a illegal, <laughs> an illegal copyright an I, infringement an case. international copyright <laughs> yeah. um, is it Thank a, you for helping me out there. I was really struggling no, with that. No, you're... Uh, you're um, you occasionally go to, like, a clown celebration, don't you? Like, I there's, do, there's yeah. like, a no, yearly... No, you don't it's, go to. It's, I mean, not, it's not a, a celebration. Clown. It's the annual memorial for the clowns who have, who died, have died that year. That year. Yeah. So they have it in Highgate every year, don't they? No, they no, no. Out. This is one in Bethnal Green. But so I'll you go down there, in, right. and the clowns all get together. And it, it's a service, an annual service. Right. And I, I went there years ago, and all the clowns turn up, and they, they, they sort of, you know, just sit in the pews, and they aren't... They aren't very funny, and they they uh, sit there and they listen to another clown who gives a sort of a blessing for the rest. But the thing I really like about it is every year they read out the roll call of the clowns who have died. Yeah, and uh, my favourite year they they went. So let's forget. Uh, let's not forget those who have died this year. Big Tom, Rusty Chuckles, 
Hong Kong. And someone at the back would sort of go, oh, like that, (laughs) reading out these funny names. Floppy feet. Well, <laughs> floppy feet's dead. You know? So I like to go and see that. That makes me feel good about myself. I'm yeah. a mean, mean-spirited young man. That's but right. Yeah, I like to see them. And, um, yeah, they, they are, they are by and large, um, a, uh, a, 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 Interesting bunch. Well, uh, they're, they're, without the makeup, they'd be very worrying men. Well, um, don't the clown's face paint only lasts about 30 seconds in the match? I think it, it looks And then gr- he looks like a sex criminal. Oh, but it's great when all the makeup comes off yeah, and it's it really frightening. Yeah, it looks scarier then, yeah. He's he just got, looks scarier There's then. a weird thing about this, and I know, I know 100% it's got nothing to do with it, but I do look at that and go, it looks just like Heath Ledger in uh, Batman Begins <laughs> or whatever. No, not Batman Begins, The Dark yeah, Knight. Yeah, yeah, Dark Knight, um, yeah. And, and I, I do watch that and I go, maybe if you were researching clowns, you'd have typed that in, <laughs> frightening clown, evil clown, on Google, <laughs> and you would get him come up. But yeah. there's a bit right at the end where he's um, in Crush's cranium crunch, and That's his face is all cross. is oh terrible, um, and his face is all like you know distorted, and the makeup's all pulled off. And he's sort of got a rattyish beard, and he just looks like he stinks. And I sort of go, "That's great. That is that." Uh, it's anyone could have seen that and gone, "That's the Joker. That's the Joker." <laughs> and that's the brilliance again. A, a, a character that everyone hates and looks on really badly. Mm. You could argue is a prototype of that sort of Joker yeah. reimagining. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure I'm just talking crap, but. Well, well done, Doink. The, the best <laughs> thing about this match is, apparently, in the end, a second Doink appears, mm. played by Steve Kern, who was a uh, Skinner. And he comes out from under the ring and hits Crush. What's and a then, Skinner? Uh, Skinner is, is a character who is uh, like a Florida Everglades man. I think I think we saw him in the last WrestleMania 8, 8. I think he loses really quickly to someone like Owen Hart. Right, okay. I can't quite remember. But he, he's there for, you know, literally 17 seconds. Yeah. But... Uh, the, the thing about him is is they hid him under the ring and then he came out and he attacks mm. there's a double vision thing um, there is no way for him to get out of the ring so he went under there before it started <laughs> he had to stay under there in this Las Vegas sun he's there he comes out he does his bit he goes back under the ring and he stays there. <laughs> and he's there all that. There's no way to get him out. Fantastic. There's, There's a, not a trap door or anything? No. I mean, it's it's an arena. It's just a hard floor in the middle. <laughs> so you stay under. There's, I, 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 again, I'll, I'll double check who, who it is, but there's a famous story about wrestlers having to do that and one of them just shitting in a bag oh, and just being no. stuck under there for six hours with some shitty fucking wrestlers nappy next to you. Awful. Um, the, <laughs> the thing they were going to do instead of this double vision thing mm. was when Crush put on his crash cruncher they had some weird apparatus that was rigged up that would make doink's head explode <laughs> and loads of like liquids would spurt out and crush would go there in his eyes and then doink could pin him and they managed to get some kind of weird apparatus <laughs> that when his head was squashed like streamers would come out and that right. would have been fucking spectacular yeah well it was like a kind of it was kind of his head is kind of um, his hair's connected to like a like a lucia libre kind of mask isn't it yeah but it's his face is just kind of cut out isn't it yes yeah so it all holds together yeah. quite well. I, I, I mean, I, again, you know, this is this is a, a it's a stunt match. Mm. Crush is so boring, <laughs> so boring. He used to be in Demolition. They give him a sort of a, a, a refresh. Mm. He becomes a good guy. He's got horrible coloured, sort of very nineties orange and purple and yellow. Sort of like teeth. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, oh, man. The only thing I, I found about him that I really enjoyed was uh, I and I found a Hindi film from a couple of years later, right. which he appears in. <laughs> it's called um, 
Killadillion Car Killaddy. <laughs> right. uh, it's from 1996. He's uncredited in it, although in the movie he plays Crush in his costume. <laughs> and uh, it's an Indian action film uh, where there's an illegal fighting um, group in New York yeah, run by right. Indian billionaires. <laughs> and it's on top of a building and they're watching fights to the death. And this right. one is Crush, who they say he ate 119 men to survive. <laughs> Something, I don't <laughs> quite know many. what that is. It's a long survival. And he takes on The Undertaker, who is not played by The, the Undertaker, Undertaker Mark Calloway. Right. He's played by a guy called Brian Lee. And Brian Lee at that time was doing a, uh, a programme with The Real Undertaker as a fake Undertaker. <laughs> so they put the two of them in this Bollywood movie. And the match they have is absolutely brilliant it's so much fun <laughs> it's so over the top and good and it's just it's just really worth seeing so i will link to that that, that is on on youtube so I'll, I'll stick it on the twitter okay. the, but um, it's uh, a thriller the uh there was a uh when i was looking at the um uh that the the rocks family mm. um and yukazona all those ones um i think the rocks granddad uh, who just looks like The Rock, but a bit wider. Yeah. Uh, he was in You Only Live Twice as an uncredited taxi driver, I think. <laughs> Peter Maivia. Yeah. Uh, n- notoriously tough man. Mm. Yeah. I th- yeah. There's a, there's some stories about him essentially being able to take out people's eyes at will. Yay. Woo! We all like that kind of thing. Hard man. Hard <laughs> men throwing their weight around. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> Don't start! Um, both the chaps in uh, this uh, match are also dead. 
They died oh. very young, and they both died of the same thing, uh, which it seems to be like the flavour of this WrestleMania. It was uh, accidental prescription drug overdoses. Yeah, there's a lot of that in this Huge match. amount. So From Sherry to, I think Sherry, to everyone. <laughs> Luna. <laughs> to yeah. Luna, yeah, everyone's yeah. having a... Um, having a so, so, Doink, uh, Matt Osborne, is, was found dead in 2013. Um, accidental overdose of morphine and hydrocodone. He was 55. And Crush... He died, um, can't see the year, but it was uh, respiratory failure from a combination of, uh, I mean, I mean, three drugs you can't even say. Yeah. Uh, God knows what they are. Um, the coroner had said the drugs in his system were individually at therapeutic levels, but their combination impeded his respiratory system enough to kill him, and he was just 43. Um, a, a whole generation. Again, I mean, this is a funny thing as well, where the, they're being investigated, the WWF at this time, by a grand jury mm. looking into this sort of steroid thing. And actually what you've got is a generation of quite damaged people who are taking part in recreational drugs and also prescription drug abuse. Yeah. The WWF really, as it became the WWE, they really worked hard to say to anyone, and this was pretty much around the time of the Chris Benoit murders, I think just after, mm. they said anyone who has ever worked with the WWE over the years doesn't matter how long you can come in and we will pay for your rehab and yeah. they did that with loads of people is that like the wellness program they call it the wellness program is about active performers not taking okay. drugs that are bad for them yeah. this is just that they offer a wwe rehab there's a member of staff who just deals with people who want to have rehab from them and right. they have done it for everyone so even mm. people like jeff jarrett who was running a rival promotion that you know used to essentially be running against them. Mm. As soon as he left there, he said, I need rehab, and they put him straight in. Mm. It's a really remarkable corporate decision, but it's also one that's been built on people like Crush and like Doink, who found themselves at, at a position. They know that these guys are susceptible, the way their lives have been, mm. to prescription drug abuse. And it's horrible looking at this WrestleMania. That's four people. What are we at? We're at match four. Yeah. And so far, and, four people have died from prescription drug overdoses. And, and also, just just um, the way they live their lives and how much work they do every day or every two days or every three days. Yeah. It's just, you know, Luna also so, spoke before her death, about mm. a year before her death. She said one of the hardest things was adapting to not having the rush that you used to get from performing. Yeah. And so you, you're just sitting at home mm. going, this isn't like when I was in front of 16,000 people at Caesars Palace. Yeah. And so you're looking for other highs. Yeah. And that, that's also a problem with the business, that you're a big entertainer, but you have have a short short window and, and also you know you're on the road all the time um any uh, drugs you take are just a stick in plastic to get to the next town to do the next show yeah um you infrequently you frequently don't have much of a home life so yep. you see so you see so your, your friends and family you know that that's that that's um, you're, you're, that can break that sort of situation up as well so you, you're destitute effectively yep. when you go back home you're finishing work late you mm -hmm. know in the evening you're getting back to a hotel the only other people at the hotel are all the lads yeah who you hang around with great down the bar you know there's, there's there's so many sort of temptations and so many problems with it they they are i, I don't i don't I, I certainly don't think they're anything like they used to be no. now but it's just sad that what we're at here is a period where while the business itself is clear, cleaning up when they're mm. saying getting rid of steroids everything else is still a problem and it's a problem for when them for when they leave it's, it's, it's a problem for, for those guys. Um, it's less of a problem, I guess, for people who are in bands and stuff like that, but it's a similar kind of lifestyle, isn't it? You know, you get in bed late, you're on the road um, six, six out of the, you know, 12 months yeah. of the year and stuff. It's, but that's, that's the thing, six out of the 12 months. These guys, they probably have, what, three weeks off, yeah. four weeks off? The rest of the time, they're just out there. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, it's, it's uh, I, I, I don't know whether it's got hugely better, but certainly everyone treats it very differently to how mm. they did here. I think there was still a sense here that they were meat, that they were just 
performers mm. that they'd throw them out there and there was no sense of looking after them and i think that's really changed now yeah for the better yeah definitely um there's a racist vt with some japanese photographers it's <laughs> gross isn't it it's got todd pettingill and todd Who, pettingill no, he, so he's like the he's about as color as the color common well not commentator but he's like mr funny joke haha like and it, this is the first time we've seen him isn't it it, it is this is his first wrestlemania he mm. signed he was a huge uh dj on morning radio right uh, in the new york area and yeah. he'd been working that for quite a while he kept you know getting these radio personalities he's a bit like jim carrey light yeah there's something he's very annoying in everything you see him in mm. And he's sort of brusque with people I think to he, try I, and be funny. I think, yeah, his gags are shit, but like, I think he, um, I think, I, I don't think he's the worst um, person who I've seen do that particular job, I, like going into the crowd and stuff. I think he's really dog shit. <laughs> I, I can't stand him. Uh, he's, um, uh, one of the rarest things about him is he's an American with really bad teeth. Yeah. He's got really, <laughs> really bad teeth on the side. Um, I started having a look to see what he was doing. So he was, um, he was a DJ in New York and he mm. was very known for his phone scams. Uh, uh where, well, like as in phone, like where you'd, where you'd uh, like ring calls and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right. Be careful the next time you pick up the phone. If you think the caller is being a little zany and over the top, odds are you're getting pranked by radio broadcaster Todd Pettengill. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, um, he worked at WWE for a number of years, but he basically said, I can't do this and the radio show. Mm. And he's been doing this radio show, this morning show, uh, which is on, um, WPL in New York City. He's been doing it for 22 years. Wow. He looks quite young. They get three million viewers, or oh, listeners, listeners rather. Right, yeah, yeah I'll try and remember it's uh, radio and podcasting. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I just, I, uh, I, I mean, I can't. I, 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 I hate. I, <laughs> Hate, hate him. his work. I hate him. I, I, if I ever have the chance to listen to that show, I, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> I presume, uh, knowing how uh, Rodi Dijas work, because I am one myself, I imagine he's still working somewhere. Uh, he's still working there. Yes. Oh, he's yeah. still working there. Twenty-two oh, still... years. Oh, sorry. Twenty-two years. Scott now. Todd in the morning. Ninety-five point five WPLJ in New York City. Wow. From six to ten every morning, he and Scott Shannon, along with Joe Monk, Pardavila, and Cooper Lawrence, lampoon pop culture, and along with some of Todd's trademark parodies and prank calls. <laughs> oh, God. Twenty-two years. Pete. Parodies. Twenty-two years. Parodies. We once did breakfast for eighteen months, and yeah. we went. Absolutely batshit crazy. It's a miracle we still talk to one another, <laughs> to be quite frank. It, it's a miracle I can still walk. Um, <laughs> I, I, I tell you, the only good thing about those 18 months was I had an almost encyclopedic knowledge of what time each pub in the tiny area of London we were working, <laughs> I knew what time they opened their door. Because if one of them did it at five past 11, that was too late. I needed to be in the pub at 11am. Now, I, 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 22 years. Incredible, isn't it? I mean, Incredible. can you imagine how bitter and oh, how stale that show is? Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's brilliant. I'm sure it's excellent. He uh, he does have a, another footnote in WWE history, which is sort of fascinatingly. Uh, uh, well, just fascinating. Mm. I'm going to let him have that. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he, when he left, he said, there is someone who I can recommend who might be quite good. And he said the, the, the news guy who works on my radio show is a big WRE fan. And that guy uh, was Michael Cole, who is still to this day the lead announcer. 
Oh, right, okay. Things. And who's was, was ended up having a WrestleMania match of his own. Oh, fair dues uh, then. And it was a terrible match. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Todd Pettengill, uh, I think we see him for another few years. Okay. I hate his high-octane, zingy, zangy. There's a couple of bits in here. There's a, he does an interview with a kid where he leans over and he goes, where'd you get them Prince Charles ears? Yeah, he, this he child says, has big ears. big ears. It, the thing is, he doesn't even have big ears. They just fall it over because his hat's over the yeah, top of it. And I, his dad just sits there going, oh, I don't I'd, know how I'd to a, do that. I don't know how to step in on it. I'd have punched... Damn snaggly teeth! <laughs> I'm aware that he's alive, and I don't want to. I, I'm sure. I'm sure he's really nice. It's just there's something of the combination for me about seeing him and being reminded of how much I hated him as a kid at a time when wrestling felt mm. like it was getting away from me because I didn't like it. Mm. He represents a lot of that for me, right? Of, okay. of, of, of trying to be zingy and contemporary and hip yeah. and. Uh, it just missing it all. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 oh, and this racist bit he does is just. There's some Japanese cameramen, mm. and he sort of tries to speak to them. He says, "You know, what do you think about that doink thing?" And the Japanese cameraman sort of goes, "Oh, I don't really." I thought it was ill advised. Yeah. <laughs> I oh. thought it was dreadful. And then I don't want to be in no more. Are you? Why do? You, why? Why are we not doing the thing where his head exploded? All the streamers. <laughs> That's and, what I came here for. And then so then he just goes Yokozuna, and they go, "Ah, oh, ha 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 ha." It's, yeah. I mean, again... It did, but again, he doesn't even do it right. He the, doesn't even deliver it properly. The, the network has the option to just drop that little bit. No <laughs> one is going to go, what happened to that bit in WrestleMania 9 that I really love, where Todd Pettendill did a racist bit that doesn't really work. Yeah. You know, let it go, guys. Chop it out. Yeah. Dreadful. Chop it out. Dreadful. Chop, chop it out. all of Todd Pettendill out. <laughs> Would you pay for a WWE network, but with no Pettingill? Yes, yes, I would. Pettingill-free WWE network. I would. I'd also pay to watch an animated series where he got his sort of testicles caught in things. The next match is Reza Ramon and Bob Backlund. Yes. I always get Reza Ramon mixed up with Roman Reigns. Do you? Yeah. Because the names. That's true. They go up black hair, I think. That's true. Reza Ramon looks so good in this wrestling. He looks like such a baddie, like a baddie, doesn't like he? Like Miami drug dealing monster, doesn't he? He's <laughs> a sort of uh, he's a sort of Scarface esque Cuban yeah. thing played by Scott Hall, who was from Florida, but who did it <laughs> brilliantly. Um, and uh, uh, you wouldn't have guessed out of all the people in this WrestleMania who the person who changed the business entirely would be, right? In three years' time, yes. and that's Scott Hall when he jumps from WWE to WCW and it right. ignites what becomes the Attitude Era I mean, right. and the Monday Night Wars. Mm. Um, he is so good here. This match is always seen as being one of the worst matches around and partly it's Bob Backlund was, was the WWF champion in the 70s. Right. He held it for about five, six years and he... Pretty good Nick. He is, he is astonishingly... He was... Uh, I mean, at the time he was a big superhero babyface. People right. loved him. He had huge sellouts at Madison Square Garden. He mm. was a big deal. And he just became a little bit stale. Mm. They decided they wanted to go with Hogan. Backlund didn't really want to lose to Hogan. So he ends up losing to the Iron Sheik. And then Sheik loses to Hogan. Yep. And Backlund begins fading away. So Backlund in this match, I think, is about 43 which is, which could be, Pete, let's face it, about three months older than I am now. <laughs> uh, and he's portrayed as being this old man out of step. And he was just, he came from a different era. Mm. For eight years, he'd really disappeared. He just hadn't done anything other than keep in shape. Yeah. Um, Stan Hansen, who's one of the great wrestlers who went to um, Japan, became a huge gaijin superhero, superstar. He, um, 
uh, said that Backlund was the best athlete he'd ever faced in his entire career. Right. He just didn't tire. He'd mm. quite regularly do one hour draws for four nights a week. Right. Um, and the people that he faced during his, his reign, you know, uh, uh, absolute Hall of Fame, your Greg Valentine's, your Jimmy Snookers, Adrian Adonis, Big John Studd, you know, he was really, really big. Mm. But he got phased out. And so what they did was they brought him back here. Uh, he was really fit. And they didn't. What they didn't want was people on steroids. Yeah. Backland was absolutely the safest pair of hands for not being on steroids. Right. Out of everyone, he <laughs> um, he didn't like Hulk Hogan for that reason. He was uh, you know slightly against the sort of the way the business was going. Yeah. They bring him back here, and uh, it just doesn't work. No. It's the first time really a WrestleMania crowd chant for the bad guy. Right, <laughs> you know, that's not good, is it? Well, it was, quite, it was a fairly short match compared to all the stuff we've had. Really, it was only three or four minutes. But uh, during this match, um, they, uh, I think and it can't be Macho Man. It's probably Heenan um, who basically says, "If you want to learn, uh, if you want to get some backstage interviews and and things like that, call the hotline." Yeah, I didn't realise there was like a WWE kind of you know money grab kind of hotline basically where you ring up and uh, you know it was like it reminds me of when I used to be a kid. And every summer, uh, as a Newcastle United spot, I would ring Club Call. Yeah. And you'd phone up and you'd go, on, Welcome to Club Call. Uh, calls charged at 42 pence per minute and, you know, so and so standard rate and all that yeah. stuff. Um, and then they just keep you on the line as long as possible. So, possibly coming to the Premiership with Newcastle United is <laughs> Roberto Baggio. Talks are continuing. And this was funded by the club, and they knew yeah. who was coming in and going out the club. I, but they just put rumours on I this used line to be you obsessed with together. the Pro Wrestling Illustrated hotline. And what they did was, we didn't used to get WCW uh, here. You, right. you, we, when Satellite TV came in, you could often pick it up on the German channels. But yes, this is okay, only like right, yeah. 93, 94. Prior to that, if you wanted to find out what the results of Starcade were, their mm. big WrestleMania in WCW, I, I used to have to ring that. And basically, my dad had found, got an itemised bill back, <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck is this? This number, yeah. And I was like, oh, God, I'm really embarrassed. And he was like, this is, you know, uh, 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 this is one of these chat lines. Like, no, no, it's... 0898 He was really slightly disappointed when I went, no, it's, it's, it's Pro Wrestling Illustrated. He's like, oh, this fucking shit. The one, um, the one that I used to ring was um, uh, I used to read like graphic adventures like Monkey Island stuff and like, yeah video just, tips but, lines yeah and you'd ring up and you'd be like press one to find out how to grab the rope from the tree <laughs> <laughs> and it was just I mean it was wouldn't take the mick but it would still be forty pence per minute I yeah. used to spend. I mean, the games would be 40 quid, 35 yeah. quid. And I used to spend uh, at least that on it, the line. It was impossible not to spend about... I, I remember I'd do it and I'd be looking to see if my dad was around, you know. <laughs> and, I'd, and I'd get onto it and he'd just dial that number and it would go... You've got through to the Pro Wrestling Illustrated <laughs> Wrestle Line. <laughs> The number one for and yeah, oh god, and it would do that slow thing of you know press one for res newest results, click, and it goes so Starcade, hey, and it's like get to it, get to it. Oh, fantastic! Uh, Razor Ramon finishes the match by going me 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 one more for the bad guy, I've, and I've no idea what any of that means. <laughs> just, he went mad, me 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 uh, one for the bad guy. The best thing about that is it's <laughs> such a boring match, and then Razor Ramon beats him with a small package like he's beat the wrestler with wrestling right okay uh, yeah. and if you were bob Ackland, you'd have gone i don't know what's going to happen to me now this seems like it's <laughs> over um, and razor Ramon is genuinely pleased by the way that everyone's reacting <laughs> again again because Backland is just to the audience a flabby man yeah. in, who's 43 who they, they're seeing against a real life cartoon character yeah 
you know, why would you, why would you care? <laughs> Backland actually ends up, uh, he, he becomes great, where he says, it, he said it came, came from him, but he basically said, can I be a bad guy? Can I be a bad guy? Because he said everyone that they like now mm. is, as far as I'm concerned, you know, on steroids and horrible, mm. and they're full of shit. Uh, and he said, no, I'm nice, and why don't I just keep being nice and make them hate me for being nice? Yeah. And he ends up having a, a run that he becomes, after eight years, totally in the wilderness, mm. he becomes, in 1994, the hottest heel that WWF have, <laughs> really? and they make him the champion again. How, do, how, does he be, how does he do that, though, as, like, a nice guy? He, he, just, just, he just does it by berating people, by saying, you know, you, you like them, you should be liking me. It was, it was so well done. <laughs> I, I, it's regarded, that run, as... as uh, uh, he has a bad WrestleMania match coming up at 11, and it slightly sort of ruined the legacy of just how good he was for those right, few okay. years. But we'll yeah. get to that. That's a long we, watch. We will get to that. Um, well, once again, we've reached the end of a show. Good God. Good God. I mean, you know, we, we're cracking on. Um, but there, so there will be a third part, uh, because we've got some hefty situations to get yes, to haven't we? in the next one. Uh, if you want to get to the show, as always... Uh, do get to the show. Uh, it's uh, at uh, WrestleMePod on Twitter. At WrestleMePod on Twitter and uh, show at WrestleMePod.com. Yes, and thank, thanks everyone who's left like a review uh, on yes. iTunes. That's very helpful for us. Well, Mark, you, you put together little kind of like little, little shots and stick them on Twitter, I and it's, 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 it's just nice self-propagating. Uh, yeah, backslapping. I would well, say. Uh, do you know what I'd like? I'd really like a WrestleMe fan club <laughs> that we could all join, and I could send out like badges and stuff. Yeah, I want to make some T-shirts saying "She's been daughter." <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a next door neighbour who was jailed for their part in running a fraudulent Adam and the Ants fan club. Is that right? Mm, no, yeah. jailed. Jailed, I know. Tough sentence. Jeez. They basically just didn't get round to making any of the stuff, and they had loads of, like, postal orders. <laughs> but, I mean... Oh, it was fraud. It, it wasn't... They it weren't was, jailed for, like, um, copyright infringement. No, They were jailed no, for but frauding, they, they defrauding also, people out of money. They also were in breach of copyright. <laughs> I mean, it had, it had nothing to do with Adam and the Ants. No, yeah, no money was going to uh, A strange Adam. thing to be in prison and you've gone to prison because of your failed Adam and the Ants venture. Adam, uh, um, Adam Ant threw a, a starter motor through a window and he didn't go to prison. No, I think he was unwell. My neighbour was just greedy. Yeah. Uh, greedy versus unwell. That will be the title of the next episode. WrestleMania 9. Greedy versus, <laughs> versus unwell. unwell. They, fair dues. There's a lot of drug, drug abuse, uh, you know, <laughs> Oxycontins and stuff going on. Uh, yes, do get to the show. We'll be back next week with more WrestleMania. WrestleMania, Peter! Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.